All right, y'all. Welcome back to Uncle Buck's house. Uh, we are very excited. I am very excited, and I hope you're excited that we finally have Nick in the studio. Um, I know that on the last episode with uh, uh, with, with uh, Brent and Tony that we kind of laughed about how funny it would be if like <laughs> there was always a guy that wasn't here. You know what I mean? Ah, Jeff couldn't make it tonight. He was gonna. Yeah, we're gonna. He's gonna be here. It. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But uh, but yeah, no. Uh, uh, Nick uh, unfortunately did have to miss our first round of recordings, and we'll get into that a little bit later. Um, but uh, we're very happy happy to have you in the studio man nick is uh my cohort one of my best friends um we've known each other uh god 20 over 20 years now Damn near uh, yeah 25 years yeah yeah, yeah. we mm-hmm. i mean uh we uh met in preschool <laughs> um at park place uh up in the up in the a a town rep in anderson um they're a park place and uh Dude, we've been through been through a lot of crazy shit, man. How you doing? How's what? Are, are you excited to be here, man? It's happy to see you. You know, we've you and I know that we've done podcasts before, and I never thought that we'd really have a chance to do it again. Yeah. So this is like when once you ask me, I, of course, yeah. there's I, I would drop pretty much almost anything to come and record a podcast with you so yeah well and and you're totally right man we have done a lot of podcasts dude we uh i mean i i remember i remember uh a couple of houses ago <laughs> sitting in the sitting in the kitchen slash living yep, kitchen slash yep. dining room or living room slash dining room with some janky mics and this old like 1970s <laughs> mixer that weighed 80 pounds it's huge took up an entire third of the table <laughs> To plug in three mics that you know had hop cords that we had to like talk didn't for know, yeah. three hours. Yeah, we talked sometimes. for three hours, and sometimes we would like lose track of what we were doing and yep. like just realize we forgot to turn it to off. We're recording, <laughs> and we're like, oh, we have four hours of something <laughs> we don't even know what we caught. Yeah, I've still got tons of those, man. Um, and then we did kind of organize a little bit, and mm-hmm. uh, uh, our dear brother, Mister Riggins, um, the three of us did the NKR Universe. Yes, I think we did about six episodes of that, and that was and a lot were, of fun. They were good episodes. They were. There yeah. was a lot of good information in there. Yeah, absolutely, and, and we have a lot of fun. Um, we've uh, we've always had in- interesting conversations, and and uh, you know people that know us know that mm-hmm. and they've been telling us for years like oh there they go again yeah 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 oh buck and nick are talking about something <laughs> crazy over there i don't know um so yeah that's the way we uh kind of been doing things so we decided to share that with the world and of course you're an up-and-coming comedian so yeah i'm trying man everybody We're working on it seems like if you're a comedian you got a podcast yeah and if you don't have one you're not really a comedian <laughs> so. yeah it's, it's kind of weird how that kind of kind of goes hand in hand but you know what i mean it's it's a it's a great medium you know what i mean mm-hmm. and uh, it's one of those things that if you don't utilize it if you can utilize it and don't utilize it or try to utilize it anyway um you know seems like a missed opportunity yeah and, and and whether this does good or not being able to talk freely is yeah. therapeutic in itself oh sure absolutely so that's that's the main thing that i missed about it i could get things off my chest and um like cons- whether it's conspiracies or yeah. diets or oh yeah sports kids whatever it might be you know i don't i'm home by myself most of the day yeah. in school then working kids taking them to whatever sport they're doing so don't have a whole lot of time to sit and talk about serious or yeah. just fun, silly stuff. Sure. Well, let's. So uh, you said you you do um, have a family, and uh, um, your uh, dear family is a wonderful um, friends of mine, and, and I love you guys very, very much. You guys do stay very, very busy, man. Yeah. It's awesome to see. Um, you guys staying so active. The, I mean, how many sports are the kids in, honestly, right now? Uh, taekwondo, jiu-jitsu. Um, my son plays soccer. 
Um, right now they were, they were all, both of them, my, my daughter also was in Taekwondo Jiu Jitsu and wrestling. Yeah. And, uh, my son's done with wrestling. My daughter is still wrestling and, um, she's out there doing it. She's yeah. not letting yeah. any boy tell her she can't do anything. For sure. She's not, you know, I mean, it's a little intimidating cause she's one of the only girls out and the smallest. Sure. Um, but once she got that first pin and, yeah. and once she went out there and got on the mat, yeah, she realized it was jujitsu and she's done jujitsu for two, three years. So oh, yeah, she has grappling experience and, um, yeah, I just try to keep them busy. It's where, where we're from Anderson, you know, if you're not busy, you're either depressed or in trouble. <laughs> so it's keeping kids busy. Um, you know, I don't really believe in ADHD. Um, I, I don't think it's a real thing. I think it's just human nature. Yeah. And people don't like dealing with the people who um, kind of are more, kind of more, um, the people who are who have ADHD they are very hyperactive and yeah. and I think that has a lot to do with dieting and and exercise. Sure. So trying to keep my kids active yeah. and, and on a good diet and yeah yeah no i i think that's that's definitely important and i think it's uh that's a the very cool thing that you guys you know are emphasizing those very necessary um you know sort of sort of you know physical and uh mental health habits because mm-hmm. i mean the, the, they're learning a lot in sports that have um you know combat yeah it, it, you know it essentially controlled combat involved and mm-hmm. so you know that's awesome to see them excelling in that man um in fact actually uh speaking of uh your family um i gotta tell you uh before we came to the podcast i had a moment um with your wife actually <laughs> um i just wanted to you know come out and tell you that uh directly um, it's not as bad as I'm <laughs> making it out to be. In fact, it was actually pretty awesome. Yeah, um, it was. So, uh, but but before we get into that, let's go ahead and kind of lead up to that. So, so Nick did miss the first um, uh, round of our recordings, and then I'll go ahead and let you let you take it from there. That was like two weeks ago, Sunday. Yeah, that was the Sunday before Super Bowl Sunday. Yep, Sunday that Kobe passed. Yes, also. yes, absolutely. We were sitting there during that. That that yeah, week, that was crazy. That, that whole week was hard because. And I know people, it's Kobe Bryant, you don't know him. Yeah. I played basketball my entire life. Sure. And people like Kobe and LeBron and Michael Jordan, um, those are people that I based my life around for a long time. And him having a daughter also, um, it was just relatable. And yeah. I could I felt like I could And feel she was his your pain. daughter's age, right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. She yeah. was she I think she was thirteen or my my daughter's twelve. Yeah. So yeah, it was super relatable and um it just it was hard and then so the next day which we already had this planned i had to put my dog down uh 10 years and that was a lot harder than i thought it would be um you know me i take death fairly well i rarely cry over death unless it's somebody who's lost their life at an early age hasn't had the the chance to make an impact on the world um that always gets me but like you know the you know, this person passed, you know, they lived 50, 60 years, died of a heart attack, you know, kind of, it's kind of their own thing because they chose to their lifestyle and that's, that's what they did. And that's just a part of life. Um, but the dog felt different. I've, he was 70 in dog years essentially, but it was only 10 years for my brain. And, um, my brain couldn't, couldn't cope with that. It was just like, you've only, this dog's only been around for 10 years. And, um, so yeah, it was, it was super hard. Um, there was a uh, 
really cool moment. Um, and I'm not sure if it was my, my hand falling asleep or if it was um, the transfer of energy. I was sitting and holding him in my lap and my wife was right next to me. I had his head in my hand. And as soon as the nurse um, injected him with whatever it is, yeah. she said um, his, she, she said he's, he's, he's gone. As soon as, like right before she said that, I felt this tingle in my arm. It started in my hand and went all the way up my arm. And I was, I thought my arm fell asleep. And as soon as she said that, about a second later, it went away. Didn't move my arm. I didn't like readjust or anything. And that gave me so much closure. It was, it was like, it was like he became a part of me. At least that's what I want to believe. Yeah. It might not be what happened, but, um, I don't really believe in coincidence and yeah. the fact that that happened at the same time, it was a pretty special moment for me. So sure. yeah, it was, um, it was a hard week. It was definitely a hard week. Yeah. Well, and, um, you know, I feel very fortunate and, um, blessed that you thought of me in that moment because, uh, that's a very hard moment for any family to go through. I've gone through it several times. Mm-hmm. I've had several, um, pets that I've had to, you know, be a part of putting down. And, uh, it's never easy. It's never easy, especially when, um, you know, when, when it's a pet, regardless of whether or not it was your pet, you know what I mean? Some, uh, you know, some parents get pets for their kids and like, it's never really theirs. They help take care of it. But even if they have to, you know, be a part of putting them down that you can't not feel something there. Oh yeah. You know? for sure. Anyone with a soul can't not sure. feel something there. And so, especially when it's someone who a dog goes as, as beloved as Rocco. Um, I mean, God, t- 10 years old, been through everything hit by three cars Yeah, at the same, uh, like one after another and yeah, all in the same, in the day. same occurrence. Yeah. Yes. He was eight months old and he ran outside. You know how hype super hyper, <sighs> the fastest and most athletic dog I've, I've ever seen. Yeah. And, um, he like a truck was coming and, and he was running across the road and just hitting per- like head, like hit him so perfect that he rolled from the front all the way to the back of the truck underneath. Um, luckily he didn't get ran over by a tire. He just kind of rolled underneath the truck. Yeah. Got up as soon as he could get up, he got up and started running in circles frantically. Got hit by another car and the car made him fly forward, got up, ran in circles again, got hit by another car. And when he got hit this time, the car hit him in the head and he like rolled down the side of the car, hitting the car the entire, the entire way down the car. After that, he got up and ran back to our house and was sitting there like nothing happened. And, um, I thought he was dead. Like I've, <laughs> I've seen dogs get yeah. ran over oh or hit gosh. by one car yeah. and they're not moving. Yeah. And, um, so I'm, I, I pick him up as gently as I can, throw him in the car, uh, place him in the car um, and I put my f- hazards on and I'm doing 80 all the way down to the north side of Anderson to the 24 yeah. hour cl- uh, oh, vet. sure. and the vet was like you know don't expect him to, to live yeah. like we're going to do everything we can but you know don't don't expect him to live sure so the vet calls us the next day and said this is I've never seen anything like this he's breathing he's fine he's even walking around um, they said he had a very small puncture in his lung, so small that no surgery was needed. And he had what was equivalent to a separated shoulder. Oh man. And 
ever since that day that's about as best case scenario as you can get in for that sure situation. oh man like ever since that day that that i i knew that that dog was meant to be in our lives yeah and i didn't it like like i said it was really hard for me but once i i got a day of some closure i realized what he had really done he had made me a father like i know what i did with him like some of the stuff i shouldn't have done like, the way I like raised my voice, the way I treated him. Sure. He's taught me how I can treat my kids better. Yeah. And people in general. So um it was it was hard and at first I was like, I don't think I want another dog. I don't want to go through this again. Yeah. But um the journey in between point A to point B, like that is so much better oh, than, absolutely. than anything that I could have really imagined. Yeah. And it it it, it really I think everybody should have some type of animal because yeah. um, it, it does. It teaches you about yourself. Sure. You get to reflect and say, man, why do I feel so bad? Maybe I could have done this better. Maybe I could have done that better. Maybe I won't feel as bad if I do these things now. Yeah. And so now I, it sucks that I didn't get to fix those things with him. Sure. But I have another dog. I have two kids. I have a wife. And now I get to carry his legacy with me and hopefully become a better person from it. So, yeah, man, you can take every situation in your life and you can make it a terrible situation or you can make it a learning experience or you can make it a, you know, a happy situation that you don't remember anything about just that moment you were there and you were just so happy. Yeah. And so absolutely, gotta take it for what it is. Yeah. No doubt. No doubt whatsoever. Um, so, uh, that was why, um, I actually stopped by and saw you guys on my way down here two weeks ago, Sunday, mm -hmm. um, and, uh, um, was able to spend some time with Rocco, which I was very, um, happy to be able to do. And, uh, you know, um, I, I, I know what that's like and, and it can get, uh, can get pretty heavy, but so, um, I say that to go back to the moment that I shared, um, with your wife uh i <laughs> decided to conspire um you know we talk conspiracy theories all the time you and i talk them all the time collusion and, and <laughs> that's what and this was yes it was it was a form of collusion um i uh conspired with uh some very close um friends of ours uh shout out to frog jill and bobby um we all came together and hired an incredible um, artist to do a Beautiful. dog portrait, a dog portrait of uh, of Rocco. It was, there was. I I haven't seen it in person yet. Yeah, but it was one of the most beautiful paintings that I've seen. Yeah, absolutely. And, um, if, if you want, you can pull up my Facebook AP, yeah. and uh, it should be on there. I think uh, Tiffany just posted it. Yeah. Um, so we can show the folks uh, in the video kind of what that would look like. Um, but uh, but yeah, the artist's name is Zoe Nateman. Um, she did an incredible job. It is a uh, almost an exact replica. Yeah, um, it looks of, photoshopped. Yeah, it doesn't it, even it, look it painted. It does, but it looks but, photoshopped. Almost. Exactly. But I was handed a textured brush to paper um, piece of art uh, that um, was worth uh, if far more than what the commission was and uh to me it's priceless um, yeah and and to and to me it is too man and so uh so hit up um at alpha um fish art alpha underscore fish art i will confirm that before the show's over um on instagram if you want to um check out her stuff she is absolutely incredible and um so uh yeah that was the moment that i shared was i stopped by on my way here 
and uh, and gave uh, your wife this picture. It's bald and, like a baby. Uh, I already yeah. know. Oh yeah, <laughs> and and you will too. I did too, man. I for sure. Yeah, you, you yeah, were no. in Rocco's life just as long as we were. <clears throat> yeah, it might have not been every day, but I I remember when when Rocco was was young, young, like pissing I mean, all over everything, and yeah, running absolutely. outside yeah, and trying to chase everything. There it is, right there. Um, I, I yeah. mean every every detail. Those little white, those white. Um, shades that was that's where his hair was that's that's yeah. him as an older dog and it, it looks it looks just like him it's it's it, it yeah. really is incredible yeah absolutely and um yeah uh incredible piece of art and uh you know he just had those great big eyes and so he was one of know. the most beautiful dogs uh boxers are normally fawn that reddish tint yeah but he was actually mahogany which is a reddish brown tint and it's a super rare uh coat from what i know i could ah, be wrong did he smell of many leather bound books well his skin i, I, I don't know that the <laughs> that the mahogany was actually that great because yeah. he had such bad skin uh, his yeah. allergies and, yeah. and, and and everything but his 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 coat stayed so um sleek and shiny for the most for most of his life and as he got older kind of started to fade but um yeah but yeah he was uh he was a unique dog for yeah. sure well uh Man, I, I'm so happy you're here, dude. I'm I'm sorry that uh, that's something that you guys had to go through, man. But uh, but the 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 loss of our pets only increases our our you know um, cherished time with them. So yes, for sure. Um, but to kind of shift gears a little bit, we're kind of br- brighten things up. Nick, you did you share something the other day that said that pole dancing is going to be an <laughs> Olympic sport? It is. Are you serious? From what this article said, they're really, really thinking about it. Interesting. And, you know, I, I do jujitsu, and um, I know there's a lot of jujitsu practitioners out there that are yeah. probably like, you know, why isn't jujitsu in there? Why, why is. Why is wrestling and judo, but not jujitsu? And I then feel like pole there's simply dancing. one word that would explain why. Well, it's. it's uh, uh, ratings. Ratings, but it's, it's, it's more How so. How many along people would log in? to the olympics or log on somehow to the olympics to watch professional pole dancing oh i would yeah right (laughs) yeah why not i I think that was the post i made i said i said if if the olympics makes this an olympic sport before jujitsu i'm still gonna watch it (laughs) That's so, right. you did say so that. yeah you did say that. yeah that's great but um i mean yeah. you know it, it it does take talent i mean yeah. you gotta being able to hold on to that pole like that and um use your use your abs to uh contort do whatever it is that they do yeah it does take some skill yeah no no no. i i yeah no i mean i definitely couldn't i couldn't do it shit i i honestly i think they are doing it for ratings more than anything yeah. they're gonna yeah. they're 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 hitting a uh a uh, spectrum that may not be hit. I mean, honestly, if you can put if you can put chess in there, you know what I mean. It's a mental sport. I agree. Yeah. I love chess. You and I both love playing chess. Um, but like, you know, it definitely deserves international classification and its own sort of you know mm-hmm. way of finding the best in the world. Yeah, I'm I mean, like, I'm not going to tune into NBC Sports to watch, you know, Shashevsky go up against. Kerminklahoff or whatever computer they got playing now. Come on. Yeah, yeah. You know what I mean? One of these days is just going to be the AI Olympics and we're going to have robots running around just, you know, faster than any human could ever run and we're just going to be like, we need more. You know what's yeah. interesting is I'm actually um 
I'm, I'm learning about the history of games and um, games go back all the way to Mesopotamia, like the early times of Mesopotamia. And they use. So yeah. Okay. Go ahead. Sorry. They, they use um, sheep's knuckles. Um, and so sheep's knuckles, there's like four different sides and based on the side that lands, sheep's knuckles sounds like the worst nickname. You Dude, when I was in class, oh my God, <laughs> I was like, I could take this so many ways. <laughs> I, like, I think I even, uh, I think I might even called it a moose knuckle once. <laughs> yeah. Just a Freudian just, slip. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Just, yeah. just, just a slick. <laughs> um, but it's moose. It's see, I almost did it again. Uh, it's. <laughs> Uh, but the sheep's knuckles, when you, it's it's almost like dice. They're they're essentially dice. They have different. I think there's four or five sides, and they're all sides are different based on whatever side you land on. You get points, and this goes all the way back to early, early Mesopotamia, like Sumerian times. Oh shit! Um, so there's these games that have evolved and turned into like cra- uh, craps and and y- dice. You know, that's Snap. what that's what this came from. Yeah. Um, sheep's knuckle. But um. So new from uh, <laughs> new from Mattel, sheep knuckles. I yeah yeah, but so now there, there there's other games that that there there's a um what was that ladders uh shoots and ladders okay that comes from Mesopotamia as well uh I think it's more Hindu based though I think it's a Hindu based so it's it's little um it's a little younger than. Um, the the Sumerian games, it's it's Hindu based, and the sh- the shoots and ladders we do it for fun. They did it as a life experiment. So y- you were trying to get to the top. <laughs> you literally went down a chute. Uh, uh, well, they don't have shoots. It's snakes and ladders for them. Oh, yeah. So the snake is the serpent that brings you back down to your energy level. And uh. it was they they had these these lines, and these lines represent different energy waves and different spectrums of the universe. So once you got to the gods, to the very top, that's the highest energy level that you could get, you win the game. If you land on one of the snakes, you slide all the way back down uh. to whatever um negative or whatever lower energy level that sure that that it would take you to yeah whatever would knock you down yeah. and so like the ladders represent you an, a eureka moment and you shoot up closer to the gods wow and then like, you you make a sin and you shoot down on a snake so yeah. it's like so okay so what if we're just not doing life right what if we just need to you know think about things and shoots and ladders I mean, the one that when my professor explained it to me, it, it makes sense. And most of these communities, I, I guess you can play shoots and ladders metaphorically. You know what that's I mean? Essentially, that's essentially what it was. It was a game, but it was also to help teach. It was also if, if you make a decision uh, and you and that decision leads you here, then it could also bring you all the way back down here. Gotcha. So but so what I was getting to is these games, these old, old games, they're starting to make um, they're starting to use AI to um, see how quickly they can figure these games out. And I knew I was going to do this. I cannot remember the game, but it just happened recently. It's similar to chess. Um, it was the only game that a computer has not figured out to beat a human. Hmm. I cannot remember the name Checkers. of the game. <laughs> it's similar. To, it, it is. It's it's similar to Checkers, actually. But I, I, I cannot remember what it is for, for the life of me. I'll, I'll have to try to get like that next mahjong time. or something it's a it's a weird chinese checkers you ever played chinese checkers it's so there's a form an older version of chinese checkers um it's called fox rabbits and foxes i believe and um it's basically a it's a 
teaches you kind of war what war would be like so obviously there's more rabbits than there are foxes there's i think you have one fox peg and you're the fox and you got to try to capture as many rabbits as you can and it's set up just like chinese checkers so ah. I, I, i've never played it so i don't really know the rules of it but it's the concept of um war basically what's that ap is it called draughts uh what's it look like and um kind of like checkers that is a newer version still this this even goes way further back um yeah no i i played a lot of chinese checkers uh growing up actually i don't know how my grandparents ever got chinese checkers like i mean it was one of those things where like yeah we had cards we had chess we had checkers i uh, even got an erector set but somehow some way we ended up with this chinese checkers board that I was told that if I could beat it by myself, that I could get, I don't know, like five bucks or something. So I got to the point where <laughs> I knew they weren't paying attention. So I'm just moving these balls over this board in no way, shape, or form at all. And I'm like, Grandma, I won. And she's like, okay, here's five bucks. Ah, I won again. Oh, okay, here's five bucks. Ah, three times. Well, let's stop playing. Okay. You know. What's that? Dude, that sound right. Good lord. Man. So, uh, you said the computer just recently figured out how to beat it? Um, this, that game, I'm not sure what that game is called. The, the game that the computer, had, there's only one game that a computer has not beat yet as far as playing another human. Oh, gotcha. And but, the, but the rabbit and the, and the fox one was the one that was like kind of like Chinese checkers. Right. Yeah. Gotcha. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I'll, that, that's not it. I'll, I'll have to, it's, I, I have slides and stuff at, at home. I'll, I'll, okay. I'll pull it up and, and bring it in next time. Sweet. Um, so that actually, uh, th this is a good transitioning point. This is actually a segment that we're going to start doing each week um, called Nick's Picks. I don't know. Maybe at some point we'll get like some cool edit in here. We could throw in like Ch -ch 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 Nick's Picks. <laughs> and I think that we could probably just use that audio. I don't know. Um, but, uh, but yeah, so uh, you go online. You find a lot of cool, interesting articles. Mm -hmm. um, and some of them kind of catch your fancy and you feel like you want to talk about them. And I want to talk about them with you. So what yeah. have we got this week? Um, so it'll never be the same thing for me. Could be funny, could be sad, could be morbid, whatever, conspiracy. Uh, today is a teacher, um, and this teacher, she taught deaf and kids that were able to hear. Yeah. And um, she kept having issues with the deaf kids passing gas and not noticing that everyone else can hear it. <laughs> so... I'm gonna read. I'm gonna read a short transcript. It's not oh the entire God. conversation, what? but I'm gonna read a short transcript. Okay. So um, the lady's name is, uh, and this is all. This is in an actual article. It's so um, her name's already out there. Anna Trupiano. She says today in first grade, one of my deaf students farted loudly in class, and other students turned to look at him. The following is a snippet of a 15-minute conversation that happened entirely in American Sign Language among the group of deaf students and I. Kid 1, why are they looking at me? Me, because they heard you fart. Kid 1, what do you mean? Me, hearing people can hear farts. <laughs> Kid 2, and he's totally horrified. Wait, they can hear all farts? 
Me. Well, no, not all farts, but some of them, yes. Now, this is a third kid. How do you know which farts they can hear and which farts they can't? <laughs> oh, my Lord, this is hilarious. Me. Hmm. You know how sometimes you feel your butt move when you fart? <laughs> a yes, lot of those. I do, child. A lot of those they can hear, but I if your do. butt doesn't move, it's more likely that they didn't hear it. Kid one. Tell them to stop listening to my farts. That is not nice. It was, all, it was in all capital letters. <laughs> Me, hearing kids can't stop hearing farts. It just happens. Okay, so kid two, I just will stop farting then. Me, everyone farts. It is healthy. You can't stop. Kid three, wait, everyone, even my mom? <laughs> Me, yep. Kid two, my dad? Me, yep. Kid one, you? Me, yep. <laughs> Kids start laughing hysterically. Kid one then says, so you can hear and smell all farts? Me, some of the, f some of the farts, yes, not all of them. Kid two, can hear, ki uh, ki kid two then says, can hearing, can hearing people see farts? <laughs> and that was the, that, that was the end of the um, how How old were these kids? Um, I think they were first grade. Oh, I'm thinking they're in high school. No, no, no. First grade. I'm thinking these kids are like in the 10th grade <laughs> and they're just now realizing that every fart they've ever let in their lives <laughs> are being heard by everyone else around them. I'm like, how do you get this long? Okay. They're in the first grade. That yeah. makes way more sense yeah, to me. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Could All you right. imagine being oh that teacher and gosh. having that conversation? That is... How do you okay. say in sign language? How do you say makes your butt move in sign language? <laughs> That's what I know. <laughs> how does that like what what like do you just do? Uh, is there some way, AP? Will we try and look this up online? Is there a way that we can like get like the? Is there like some Google Translate for like sign language of make your butt move? What if it's twerking? Oh my god! <laughs> what is sign language for make your butt move? Is twerking. I bet if you put that into Google, you're going to get... Um, Some pretty crazy stuff. Yeah, you're going to get like video. You're going to get videos. music videos. <laughs> twerking, twerking girls farting and stuff. <laughs> twerking girls farting. That's the number one YouTube video of my life. <laughs> twerking girls farting. <laughs> Someone's probably already done that. Just like... Yeah. That's hilarious. But yeah, I was in bed, in tears, laughing at this conversation. It was... Uh, it was it was it was pretty hysterical. Oh man, bullshit! That's a good one. Americans. So I wonder if you have to spell. Like, do you have to spell it? Like, no, spell it I, out I, I feel like I feel like there's a way to do like a little kid throwing Satan. So do cool. do poop moves. Yeah, yeah, poop moves. <laughs> I mean. We like, need ASL. We we need to bring somebody, some some ASL person yeah, in here. Yeah, yeah. I'm totally butchering this, and I'm probably. I don't know why I'm really concerned about um, deaf people listening to this podcast. But <laughs> people who are friends of deaf people, we are not trying to make fun of your language. We just think it'd be funny to see someone. I want to legitimately use, make know. your butt move. Yeah. It, so someone out there, if you happen to know. Uh, what make your butt move is because I'm sure she didn't say you shit every time. <laughs> right, she, she right. probably didn't make the motion of pooping. Right, right. You know what I mean to tell a kid that you're farting. Like they clearly know that's not true. But like you know, 
Like, like, how do you say make your butt move? I'm sure there's like a probably butt and move. Um, basic twerk tutorial. <laughs> <laughs> That's uh, yeah. When is um, twerking going to become an Olympic sport? I mean, it's big, it's 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 as big as there's more videos on twerking than there is yeah, some of the Olympic probably, sports out there for sure, guaranteed. Um, but yeah. So if some of you, if someone out there sh- hit up the Instagram at Uncle Bucks Podcast, send us you uh, if you happen to know the video sign for uh, <laughs> make your butt <laughs> in sign language. I just want to see what that is. I've been um, waiting two weeks to say that. Yes, thank you. I uh, appreciate you doing that on mic because you simply could have texted me that. And you yeah. prob- you probably wanted to a million yep. times. Oh man, so bad. I I was actually going to send it to you, and yeah. I was like, nope, he wants this segment. I'm going to yeah. keep him secret. <laughs> Hell yeah, man. Um, so, uh, also, by the way, um, we were talking about uh, pole dancing being a sport. Uh, the halftime show is a thing. I personally am kind of indifferent on, like, you know, what did you expect from Shakira and J-Lo? You yeah. know what I mean? Um, you know, people who are offended are just simply people who didn't think to turn the TV off. Well, I mean, have they watched any of the other Super Bowls? Yeah. Like, it's not much different. They're they're in those types of outfits. Yeah. I mean, they're, they're Latina. Like, belly dancing and that, you, that type of dancing is a, is, oh, absolutely. It's a thing. Oh, for sure. And, you know, there, there were a lot of references to their Latin heritage, which is, you know, cool. And that's awesome. That's and fantastic. Epstein. Yeah. And the, dude, <laughs> all right. I was just getting ready to say that this performance, the thing that bothered me about this performance was not you know, them dancing. It was their kind of, that was their thing. You know what I mean? It was the kids in cages. Mm-hmm. Did um, you read about that? I did. Yeah. Yeah. And also the, um, the, uh, you, you can say it's the Venus symbol, which it technically is depending on the angle. It can be the Venus symbol, but if it's vertical, um, it can also mean, um, some more dark symbolism. Um, you know, such as, the Church of Satan does have the um, similar symbolism. Um, I believe it's called the abyss symbol. Mm-hmm. Um, I could be uh, mistaken. I think that's what it's called. But, you know, it's weird. You know what I mean? When you pay attention to the symbolism, you know, it gets things get really, really strange. And did you see what, like, happened today with, like, Oprah and Gail King? I did. I posted that. It's Snoop Dogg. Yep, yep. Yeah. And, um, oh, you did? Was that you that posted that? Mm-hmm. Okay. I probably get most of my news from you and don't even realize it. I don't know. <laughs> if it's interesting, I, I, I repost it mostly. Um, but so this, this leads, I, I, I don't think the whole Kobe thing was an accident. I, it's, I, so my son was born 213, 2013 at 1223. Numerology and cosmo, like that stuff is real. I don't, I don't yeah. care what people say. Like it's real. Numbers are a part of the universe. So why would we not get numbers back as messages or signs or yeah. um, direction? Or uh, maybe we live in a simulation. Exactly. In which the programming is numbers. Right. And then in turn. And so, how, and so what would dictate the things that happen on our planet? Right. Other than numbers and the things that it creates, which essentially all nature can be 
deduced mathematically mm-hmm. the Fibonacci sequence. Yep. Yes. You know, the Pythagorean theorem. Um, so many ways of mapping natural things can be calculated. Yeah. Mathematically. And if you use, I just did this, I created a, uh, a, uh, mock-up website and I used the Fibonacci sequence to lay out my website and it looks super, super minimal. It looks basic really. Yeah. Um, but it's but there's no real order if you're just looking at it. If you don't sure. know the Fibonacci sequence, there's no order. But once you put the the curve and the spiral and then the two boxes from top and the bottom, yeah. where I put those things lines up perfectly. So just because something um, like pe- people were saying like we're meant to see um, patterns, that's that's the human brain. We're meant to see faces, and like yeah, we are, but. That doesn't change the you fact mean that we these might are be, real. You mean we might be programmed to see faces. We might be programmed right. to see patterns. Exactly. We could very well be programmed biologically. You know, you can nature or not. You know what I mean? I, I the, the farther we get into our, you know, um, age as a, as a civilization, as a people, the closer we get to in the singularity, intermingling organic with artificial and uh you know um the closer we get to that then you know the more nature seems to uh imitate you know technology and vice versa yeah and um i've learned a little bit about computer coding ever since i've learned that i've believed that we are in a simulation because the way that things happen if 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 your computer code if if you're coding something the way that you code is about restrictions and instances. So like, and I'm very basic. I, I, I don't, I'm not a genius when it comes to coding. I, it's, I've done HTML and some JavaScript and um, uh, that's a little bit of C++, but that, that's about it. But um, with, with, with coding, certain things happen one after another. So like, it's not just one. If, if I was to create a screen where balls would fall, there would be a number of balls that fall automatically. Once that screen hits the, let's say, 70 mark, it starts taking balls away. I set a restriction that doesn't allow any more than 70 balls to come down. But it comes down in the same fashion. It's so like if somebody were to die, if, if I were to make a, a computer program that killed somebody, I would have to make a restriction that tells that code to stop killing someone. Yeah. So if we're in a simulation that is just simulating itself, it may not be able to distinguish when to stop. And these important deaths just keep happening until something in the simulation tells it to stop. I have no idea what that is. Yeah. Um, but, you know, and, and it's this is a theory. This isn't... Well, sure. Yeah, no, that's that's what, what we do here is we <laughs> ponder on crazy things. I mean, we're not out here calling ourselves experts. We're right, not out right, here right. calling ourselves, you know, the, the masters of everything that we know. But we notice things and we see things and we read things and we, you know interpret them as objectively as we can and yeah and hopefully this will bring somebody in here that'll say hey we're not in a simulation you dumbass this is what we're doing yeah for sure that's that's the whole point of it yes is is we're no one knows first of all no one knows if the earth is flat or round no one knows if space is real no one knows if the big bang actually happened yet we are stuck on these ideas just like people are stuck on religion no one really knows if jesus was alive no one really knows if muhammad or whoever these prophets were all born on December 25th, ironically. Um, no one knows who they were. Yeah. Yet, they still believe in it. Yeah. And um, that's where faith comes into play. And, and I think, you know, that, that ultimately, regardless of what, 
you know, um, esoteric symbolism or, or, you know, whatever type of religion you connotate towards, whatever your denotation of that religion, you know what I mean? I think that, um, you know, we all have the option to act in, in faith and goodness or faith and badness. I think that that's kind of where it all relies. We never know anything for sure. Mm -hmm. (coughs) Pardon me. At the end of the day, we never really know anything for sure. We trust that the knowledge that we have is correct. Um, uh, you know, in certain things, yeah, we might know certain things, but um, you never really know till you experience it, though. That's true. And so the 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 whole flat Earth space thing. I I I, I love the argument, honestly. So I, I, I love the argument because I think people's reactions are, I mean, honestly, I kind of go in the lines of like, you know, we're, we're both big fans of Sam Tripoli and everyone mm-hmm. over a tinfoil hat. I think that Sam has it perfectly right. He's like, if the earth's flat or the earth's round, I'm going to get up and go to work tomorrow. Right. You know what I mean? Like it, it's to me, honestly, it's one of those things that. You know, sure, it would change a lot about our the physical science of our world, but whether or not we know it's Earth is flat around, whatever it is is has things that are working. Whether it's held up in space by, you know, orbit or whether it's held up there by a balloon, it's there and it's working. You know what I mean? I think that we can develop whatever it is better once you know, if we did know one hundred percent for sure. And I'm only uh <laughs> to taking a side or the other to simply remain completely objective on this because I want to be able to take either side of the argument. Oh yeah, for sure. Um if it should ever arise. But I but I love having the argument because I love the way that it makes people think yeah you know what i mean question things and exactly like so the reason you, you, you've never had to prove that the earth is exactly round. exactly you know what i mean yeah and so now that flat earth has arisen whether or not you believe there's anything to that you know what i mean um there you now have to think objectively wait how do i prove to someone something that we've just collectively accepted as true right you know and so um sometimes you don't have to you know what i mean sometimes it's okay to just say well i believe the earth is round okay cool i believe the earth is flat cool are you gonna be bad to me no good thank you yeah and both about your day both in my opinion are plausible i mean you can put in an environment around a flat surface and make it look round so I mean, in 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 that aspect, I think both are plausible. Um, how gravity affects one another, I'm not sure, but so uh, we got an article pulled up here that says if we are living in a simulation, then the cosmos that we are observing is just a tiny piece of the totality of physical existence. Oh, I think that's absolutely true. For sure, yeah. I I think that's that's totally true. I think uh, Bill Hicks said it best. Um, he had that bit about doing acid and he just has this line at the end where the guy doing acid says, well, you know, all energy is just simply, uh, mass reduced to, uh, well, all mass is simply energy reduced to a slow vibration. Yes. And we are all just, uh, a single consciousness experiencing itself objectively. And it's like, you know, in the joke, it's supposed to be the context of just some guy tripping on acid. But even if you think about it off of acid and you're like, damn. Do some mushrooms and you will see everything that he says. And I can attest to all of that, which is one of the reasons why I think it is a simulation. Sure. I I, honestly, so one one of my big beliefs is that the world really does revolve around me and you and you. And it's 
perspective. So yeah. your perspective, everything revolves around you. My perspective, everything revolves around me. If you're not around, you cease to exist, which yeah. you do. In my mind, like your, your memory is still here, but you don't exist until I see you. Yeah. Because I, I can't say whether or not that you do from this point on to that point on. Now, he, he, here's, a, here's an interesting thing to think about. Imagine if we happen to live in a world where we did not get taught that we live on a giant planet. Floating through space. That is that being is, hurtled through space with that is hurtling around a sun. You know what I mean? Yeah. I, imagine if we had that just is hurt, been gotten, That is circling a black hole. Yes, and it, 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 you know what I mean. Like, like imagine that we just lived in a world that that was not known, or you know, or or was you know taught. Period. You know, just yeah. hypothetically. I mean, do you think we would still have the stuff we have today, or do you think we we would have slowed down technologically? Oh man, that is because that fantastic I, I, question. I guess that's kind of a. I guess that's kind of a really deep. You, you get into a lot of like. You know the space race, like that drove a lot of technology, um, but then you get into the development of NASA, and um, you know, I, I think human, there's a lot of weird shit that goes with NASA. So I think human beings are curious in nature. So if we're not manipulated to say this is how this d- works, this is the way you should do it. If that manipulation's not there, eventually I believe that we would have gotten to where we are at today, whether it would be the same amount of time. I don't know. It may take longer. I think it would be more pure. Um, but then the reason why everyone is being taught this stuff is because the people who figured this out gave that information out. And just like the Bible, that the Bible gave out information and it was altered throughout time. Yeah. Um, Plato gave information. It's been altered throughout time. So um, I think that's the, that's the issue. I, I, don't think, I don't think information's bad. I think that information is good. I don't think there is too much information out there. Yeah, and I kind of had a similar conversation um, with BJ about this where uh, we talked about um, uh, like how critical thinking is dying. And I, I kind of disagreed. I think critical thinking has to come back simply because of the amount of information that we have. For sure. In, in order to function in today's society and be a, a functioning, productive human being, you have to be, be able to decipher, decipher if the information that you're being given is trustworthy um, or not. You can essentially take anything that you see on the internet with a grain of salt. Yeah, yeah. Like, it's it's... And a lot of people live and die by that. You they know do. what I mean? And But here's the thing is we learn a lot of crazy truths from the same internet. So we essentially are all staring at a box every day that lies to us constantly, but then essentially, and then like kind of gaslights us by giving us these essential truths. Like we found out, we confirmed Kobe's death you know, two yeah. weeks ago, a week ago, <clears throat> Sunday. And I questioned my daughter because we were yes. like, these it, are it sounded like a death hoax. Yeah, these things can't be real. This can't be yes. real. She, she was the first one to say, she yeah. goes, Kobe Bryant died. And I'm like, eh. Do you know the funny thing about that too? And this is the instance of existence and non-existence. Yeah. I literally was on Facebook three seconds before she said that. And I turned my phone off. I, sh- I shut it off. 
didn't see a lick of Kobe information, yeah. not one story. And I have, I, I share all kinds of basketball, open court, NBA buzz, NBA, yeah. uh, Bleacher Report, all kinds of sports stuff I, I post, which means the feed should know that anything sports related would be sent to my feed, sure. which it usually is. Yeah. But for some reason, for some reason, there was a three second delay or something because there was nothing on my screen. And as soon as she said it and I opened it up, Boom. Kobe's dead everywhere. Yeah. It like that again is another sign of a simulation in my opinion. Can Um, be. Absolutely. And and again, you know, that goes back to perspective. You know what I mean? We, we all, you know, uh, call this advanced technology. I guess it would be advanced technology, but our brains are able to choose a perspective. Mm -hmm. Um, now segments of that cannot be will, you know what I mean? We certainly are influenced by our gut biome and we're influenced by external environments, physical, that sort of thing. Like a lot of those things we can't, uh, can't always choose perfectly. We can influence them sometimes, but we can't choose them. But, um, as far as our perspective, most of us are lucky enough to be able to choose that. And uh, so I think one yeah. of the other things is um, people um, are like, like, like you said, you get a choice of choosing good or bad. But what if you don't want to make those choices? What if you just want to be CNN and MSNBC and Fox and that's where you get your information and that's what that's real information to you they are telling you the truth because that's what you choose to believe because you don't want to work any harder you don't want to go out and do the um, experiments that might prove gravity or that the earth is round or flat or that this conspiracy is real or that people don't want to do that and that's fine but don't tell me that what I'm thinking is crazy because you don't want to go out and do the work yourself yeah and i think that's where people need to realize that we can help each other in that type of way yeah like i'm not a religious person but a lot of people say they like they they ask me when i talk to them man are you christian and i'm like dude i am the farthest thing from christian that you could possibly (laughs) think of and he says man you sound like i've literally had people tell me like you sound like the prophets in the bible and i don't want to sound like that i don't like that's just how I really feel. Yeah. I have not read the Bible, so I don't have that manipulation, which then goes into what you were just saying. The prophets didn't go out to be prophets in the Bible either. Necessarily. So a good friend, um, I don't want to say his name, but a good friend, he is in really into religion. And, um, I said, I said, no, man, I'm not a prophet. I'm just out here just saying what I believe. And he goes, that's what prophets do. Yeah. And I, I'd like, I never, and I don't consider myself that. So I'm not that big headed airhead. Well, well, sure. And, and I, I think that, you know, the, the, the term prophet is something that, you know, uh, it's it's one of those it's it's a you know yeah it's one it's of those like, things yeah. it's like god like no one knows what it is well sure and it's yeah it's one of those things that, that can be interpreted a lot of people consider joe rogan a prophet you know what i mean it, yeah. it, it depends on how you kind of kind of take their word at it you know what i mean and uh you know but before we kind of start to wrap things up here you know that's kind of what we're here for is we want to we want to give you opinions we want to give you our side of things yeah, so for we sure. we both have unique perspectives and we like to provide food for thought if you disagree with us or you agree with us um we love you anyway yeah and uh, let us know yeah, absolutely if yeah. you have information that we don't know about yeah correct us send it to us yeah we, us. We, don't... we don't consider ourselves to know every fact no. in the world we remember information and we're a flawed machine just like you 
you watch. So. Right, yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, let's uh, let's end on a segment that I didn't want to start till you came in. We didn't do this first two weeks, but it's a segment that that I really um, uh, am excited about. Is uh, we're gonna do every episode we're going to end with something that we're grateful for. And I think that everyone should end every one of their days with something that they're grateful for. So I'm going to go ahead and start because um, we didn't really talk about this ahead of time. Well, I guess I did kind of mention it to you ahead of time. But uh, I I am grateful for um, rest. I uh, have been burning the candle at both ends recently. And uh, um, over Super Bowl week, I was just really uh, down with bronchitis. Luckily, I caught it quick, caught it early, got on antibiotics early. So it did knock me out too bad. But it definitely did um, did a number on me. And, and I, I was reminded through that you know sickness, the value of rest. Mm-hmm. And um, while a lot of the things that we do keep us on the run, whether it's family and kids, whether it's trying to do comedy and and, and music and uh, um, so many other things that you know we both have going on, um, you know I'm value I quite value rest and sleep um, more than I think I ever have uh, in my life. So um, I am grateful for the rest uh, that I am able to get. Um. Well, with the week that I've had, I'm I'm gonna have to say I'm grateful for you, man. You've done so much for our family. Um, you've, uh, always been there. Um, when I'm wrong, you tell me when my wife's wrong, you tell her, you treat our kids like you're their parent. Um, our, our animals, everything. Uh, you asked me to be on this podcast. Um, you know, you, you had a lot of other people you could have chose who are also comedians and who have a way bigger platform than I do. Um, but you chose me and I am super grateful for that. Um, like I said, this is a, this is therapeutic for me and I don't, um, you say I'm funny, but, um, like I could never be a comedian. You still, you just pulled up a story about a chick telling kids about farting. Like that's hilarious, dude. (laughs) See, I could, I could never get up on stage. I don't, I don't want to say I could never, I would just, I would have so much anxiety because I care what people think. I care that people enjoy what i have to say I'm not saying that you don't you yeah, yeah, yeah. you found a way to be on stage oh yeah no i've definitely i lost my dignity long ago yeah i'm just kind of leaning into it at this point so um <laughs> but yeah man you've you've had like the the you're 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 taking me along for the ride with you yeah. and I, I can't be any more grateful yeah for, for something like that so well man dude that that means a lot um for you to say that and uh you know um, we've known each other for almost 30 years. Um, your family's my family. I'm an only child, but you know what I mean? I've certainly got my brothers and my sisters and you guys are definitely those people. Um, so I'm glad that you're here. I'm happy to go on this ride with you, man. You've been my co-pilot for a long time. We've been through a lot of shit. Um, so, uh, we're going to have a lot of fun over here at uncle Buck's house. Um, AP, I think I would like to go out on a song this week, uh, just to kind of leave on a really positive note. This has been my morning jam recently. We played it earlier for an audio test. Um, but, uh, let's pull out. Yeah. Let's do, uh, denim jacket, um, by Sammy Ray. I'd love to get her on the podcast. I've been uh, reaching out to some really cool folks that I think you guys um, would love to have. And we're looking into Skype interviews. Um, this is our first video kind of version. Um, we're recording right now on the YouTubes. And, and we'll have this out. Yeah, that's, uh, that's Nick over there. And uh, this is Denim Jacket by Sammy Ray sending this out. Um, uh, much love and thanks for stopping by Uncle Buck's house. Deuces. Ladies and gentlemen, I will be... You can catch me Valentine's Day, Kettle Top Brew House. That's essentially sold out, so 
Um, we have a few general mission tickets available. Um, but then after that, I'm gonna be um, I'm gonna be at Bobby T's in Lafayette Monday on the 24th of February, and then on Friday the 28th, I'm gonna be um, at the uh, Indie Fringe Theater for the uh, Catch Your Breath Comedy Benefit for the uh, American Lung Society. So. Um, yeah, we'll see you guys later. Um, oh, also, big announcement. I'm opening for Chris Kattan, um, April 17th. Big so, uh, moves. Yeah. So, uh, have a good week, y'all. Somebody shout it up Why you always look that way Sound the way you do And why you try so hard Oh, listen to the way you're talking Nobody else feels that way And go meet up somewhere If you think that you're so smart Cause your eyes just don't know how to act But do you think Socially speaking, you have lost your dad You think it's funny when you talk like that Oh, but I gotta Nothing at all, cause we ain't nothing at all. Nothing.